Okay, so we had a few stories that broke after we originally recorded Friday. So that's why we just want to add our quick thoughts here in the in this open. Okay, so one of the stories was that the Director of National Intelligence, John Radcliffe, has canceled in-person briefings to Congress about election security for 2020 election and will instead just do written statements. So one, he's unqualified. Everyone knew it. He already pulled once. And then he got in because no one else is going to take the job. And everyone knew that he, a Trump loyalist, would pull something like this. Number two, yesterday, one of the big things trending on Twitter was do your job. So Pelosi, Schiff, you guys are the last line of defense for stuff like this. You guys are our only hope for keeping the election sane. Because I don't trust Marco Rubio. And frankly, I don't think anyone really trusts Marco Rubio on this. So subpoena the ODNI. So everything you've got, because Russia is working right now to destabilize our country more than in 2016. It's going to be even easier this time. And the president doesn't care, and he, and he would honestly gladly accept their help, because we already have record of his family doing that the last time. So Pelosi, Schiff, it's up to you. Please come through. Joshua, what do you think? I don't know, Jacob. I'm not sure Nancy Pelosi and uh, Adam Schiff are exactly God's sense when it comes to helping prevent election fraud and stopping Russia from meddling in our elections. But I agree with you that John Radcliffe has virtually no qualifications to be doing any of this. And in a time when our democracy is under threat more than ever, there needs to be more communication. There needs to be more action to stop this meddling. And now he's only going to do written statements. He won't even be directly addressing Congress on election security. And it's just disappointing. And it's such a shame that the current Trump administration is really blind to all this election meddling. So our second story is the shooting of an unidentified man in Portland. And unlike the Kenosha shooting, there really isn't much information currently. We do know that the man had a hat associated with a right-wing Trump-backing group uh, that was clashed with Antifa in the city. We don't know who shot him. We don't know why he was shot. And we will be updating you on the details once they arrive. But let me just say this. This is just another symbol of our extremely divided nation. Even if this man was not killed for political purposes, the fact that he was wearing a right-wing hat, that, the fact that that comes up as an important detail goes to show the, the deep division that's going on in our nation and the violence that's erupting over it as a result. And, you know, American society, they need to step back. They need to, and they need to ask themselves, what does it mean to be an American? And what does it mean for all of us to be Americans? And what do we have in common? And what do we share? So I really think that's something we need to reflect on. Hello, I'm Joshua Graceberg. And I'm Jacob Friedman. And this is Gen Zero's Talk Politics. This is where two members of the next generation of American adults talk about what's going on in the world. Since the whole world is on fire, we might as well take a crack at delivering some insightful, definitely non-Twitter commentary and a side helping of comedy. All right, so I was eating dinner on Wednesday night, and I was watching Wolf Blitzer, and the sheer volume of news, what was coming in, the RNC, the Kenosha protests, just, I couldn't take it anymore. I had to, sh- I had to shut the TV off. And I, 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 had, I had to get some peace and quiet. I couldn't stand it. But now the week is over. Well it's, well, it's Friday as we're recording this. And the RNC is completed. So 
Let's deal with that first. Joshua, what would you think? Uh, let me tell you, Jacob, I had the privilege of viewing parts of both the DNC and the RNC, and let me tell you what I think. I think from the DNC, they definitely tried to play down the middle and be inclusive of all the Democrats, and that included the Bernie supporters, the Biden moderates, rank-and-file Democrats, and anti-Trump Republicans like John Kasich, where he delivered a speech in the middle of Crossroads, which was quite symbolic. But I do think the Democrats, they were definitely trying to hide the fact that the Democratic Party is a really broken party. It's really broken up into multiple factions, some moderate, some Democratic socialists. They were really trying to hide that and really play it down the middle during the convention. They were really trying to appear as a coherent unit that was there to take down Trump. But on the other hand, I think the RNC, it was a Trump fest for sure. Trump's impact on the Republican Party can be clearly seen. Almost every single one of his children, except for his youngest baron, spoke. It's clear that for the Republican Party, Trump is the, is the tip of the spike. Well, there's no doubt about that. The RNC was just Hatch Act, violations galore, nepotism, and attacks on Biden that really didn't work. He's not a socialist. They, they're, they're so disorganized that it had to recycle attacks they made up for Bernie. I mean, that's what you get when you have to switch cities, have to cancel speakers last minute, and have the sitting Secretary of State use Jerusalem as a background on the taxpayer's dime. They ignored the actual cause of what caused the protests and riots in Kenosha while they were, to, they were saying the pandemic was in the rearview mirror that Democrats are really the ones responsible. And if you like a Democrat, Joe Biden, this is what you get. But we're not in a Democratic administration. This is Trump's America. And it is happening under his watch. And for all the good speakers, the Tim, the Tim Scott and Nikki Haley and Alice Johnson, they're being dragged down into this party that, oh, well, Trump isn't racist. Trump isn't sexist. Trump isn't misogynistic. It's suburban white women. You can vote for Trump now. Don't worry. We'll give you a reason as to excuse his character flaws. No. My American people are smart in that. The American people understand that all the disorganization, the mobster-like tone and organization, it's not going to work. It doesn't well, work in America. Well, I disagree, Jacob. I think there are many Republicans, many Americans who voted for Trump. They likely don't care. They likely haven't even watched the RNC. They've probably already made up their minds for Trump. Many, for example, think of all the coal miners who are out of jobs in middle America and places like Kentucky and West Virginia. They don't care about this organization and who's in Trump's administration. The basic idea that they know is that Trump will bring back jobs, he'll bring back coal. That's what they hear, and that's why they choose him above Joe Biden. It's as simple as that. Well, then, Biden needs to make the case to them. And I, I'd argue that he did make the case. He did make the case that everyone that Trump has lied to and, and subsequently abandoned in some way, they have a place in Biden's America. That last speech he gave at night four of the Democratic convention, it worked. I think it worked. I think he really, for all the buildup of how Biden's an empathetic leader, I think it really worked. And contrast that with the, the talk of, oh, Trump is a family man. He's a savior of Western civilization. What kind of nonsense is that? He's a reality TV show host who had multiple affairs whose presidency has resulted in the world laughing at us. This isn't a success. 175,000 plus Americans are dead. 
in order to solve systemic racism and the problems of have led up to Kenosha, we need a leadership and Trump has not given us leadership. And there is no... I there, mean, there, the problem no... of... The problem of systemic racism, I mean, it, it's been running deep and for all of American history, but presidents' reactions have been different. Some have been, some like Lyndon B. Johnson have been fighting for civil rights and change, and others have remained, you know, others have remained indifferent to social change and justice. I, I agree with you. I don't think Trump is the type, I don't think Trump is the leader that we need to make America a better place for all people, including minorities. Our next story is the Wisconsin shooting in Kenosha of a black man named Jacob Blake. He was shot seven times in the back. He is now currently paralyzed from the waist down. Let me tell you, I saw the video footage, and I saw that police officer fire one shot after another into Jacob Blake's back. Those police officers did not act properly or professionally. Being professional in the police force does not entail shooting a man seven times. Based on the footage... Deadly force was not necessary at all. Police departments across the nation, they have to make changes, and they need to make them now. I'm glad the excessive police force is now at the forefront of discussion, and I think that many people advocating for it currently is a good sign for possible significant change. Do you support defund the police as an idea? Well, you see, defund the police, I think it has multiple meanings. I... I think that there should be more investment into mental health services and other off and, and other branches. I think police forces are overburdened with too many tasks. So I do think there should be additional investment in, for example, mental health services, counseling. I think we need to focus more on stopping crime right when it happens and preventing it from happening in the first place. Maybe if something like that actually comes to fruition, maybe we can stop things like what happened with Kyle Rittenhouse? You you saw the? Did you see the footage? Yes. Why is a seventeen-year-old going crossing state lines carrying a rifle, to uh, acting like a vigilante, acting like a his own private militia? Why the founders didn't envision that? They thought of the militias as part of the states or federal government. And bar- barring that, if a, even even we get rid of the gun control debate, okay, let's get let's get rid of the gun debate for a second, okay? This is. This is clearly a symptom of a larger problem. This isn't just one 17-year-old thinking that he's some Superman trying to, trying to stop the looters and the violence. No, okay, this is exactly what the Trump administration rots. Now, I'm not saying that Trump himself is directly responsible for him going out and killing two people and injuring one. I'm saying that this is the problem with having someone who doesn't care about the job, doesn't care about what he says, doesn't has no respect for institutions, and is going by a defunct strategy, a law and order strategy. It breeds stuff like this, where these white supremacists, the, the anarchists, Antifa, the Boogaloo conspiracy, no matter what side they're on, they are being compelled to take matters into their own hands. And it's, it's ridiculous. It, if, if this guy is running on law and order, you know, we're going to stop the riots, we're going to stop the violence, He's enabling these people. He's enabling the very people that are causing the violence and destruction. The Black Lives Matter movement doesn't call for violence. The McCloskeys and the Tucker Carlson's of the world, they're dead wrong. And aren't they supposed to be against vigilantism? Aren't they supposed to be for actual order? Vigilantism doesn't, that's not order. That's when order breaks down. It doesn't make any sense. But in any case, it's clear that we as a country, 
no matter if it's defund the police or giving ban or just banning chokeholds, banning excessive use of force or simple retraining or body cameras. And remember the Wisconsin police force in Kenosha wasn't going to get them until 2022. There's something deeply wrong with law enforcement, with the concept of law enforcement and the, the private citizenry and in, in areas of disorder. There is something wrong with how our politics works and something needs to be done. Something needs to, things need to change. We need to have more, more reforms. We need to have a president who can explain to American people what exactly is wrong and that the average American is, is a good person and has the right to be treated equally, no matter who they are, what, what the color of their skin or religion, sexual orientation, and that we need to come to some kind of consensus on what is the role of private citizens in law enforcement and what is the role of law enforcement in, in the community. So our next story is on the CDC reversing position on testing. So after months of the federal government struggling to establish clear guidelines on the pandemic, the CDC is now undercutting their own advice. Apparently, healthy people who are possibly exposed to someone with COVID-19 and has no symptoms no longer needs to be tested. And this is a terrible idea. Having COVID-19 but not displaying any symptoms is actually worse because those people spread it to others without even knowing it because they don't suffer from any symptoms and therefore they don't know that they need to quarantine themselves. So, Jacob, I know that you yourself, you want to go back to school in person. And the reason why I myself think virtual is because a single positive case where that person is asymptomatic could really spread out among an, among the entire community, and it's possible to reach more higher-risk people. A large part of why this pandemic is spreading so far out among the United States and other countries is because people don't know they have the virus until it's too late, and that's why I think there's so much spread. You're right. And why do we want less testing? Why does the president want less testing? If we don't test effectively, even with the millions of tests he's buying from private companies, we can't get this virus under control. I want to go back to school normally. I want to get back to my normal life. I, everyone wants to get back to their normal life. But we can't do that if we don't have testing. And the states that understand that testing is very important, that can be able to at least social distance and getting following basic procedures are doing, are by and large doing better. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, tr- the president himself has bragged about how we have in the United States crazy amount of testing compared to so many other countries across the world. We have the greatest amount of testing. And now we're trying to reduce the amount of tests. I mean, I actually agree with the president. Testing is extremely important. And the fact that the CDC is undercutting their own advice, I mean, it just doesn't seem right to me. I'm, one, I'm, I'm just wondering what the well, rationale is. Well, apparently it came from the top down. It came from... CDC leaders and the president who decided, okay, screw the testing. We're going to, even if we have all these tests, we're not going to use, we're not going to use them effectively. And Fauci was under anesthesia for, for non-COVID related procedure when, when they made this decision. So they're not even pulling all their own people in this. It doesn't make any, it not, it not even doesn't make any sense. It's, it's cool. Another effect of the mobster presidency. And this is why as much as I want to say that pandemic is in the past, it's not in the past. It's now. And they're going to keep tripping themselves over if they don't, keep te- if they don't test effectively. They don't actually 
encourage people to get tested. Yeah, I agree. Well, these three stories basically go back to the message of the RNC. And they didn't even put up a platform. They just said, we're going to back whatever the Trump administration does in the second term. And I've seen the plans of what they're doing in the second term. And for all the stuff on Israel I could want, I can't, I, I don't, I, I, can't, I can't support it because I'm not willing to sacrifice 170,000 plus more lives. I'm not willing to have issues of race, law enforcement, gun culture, and vigilantism being strawmanned and without any new sort of nuance, without any respect towards the past, without having any sort of introspection. In a part, I, don't, I definitely don't want to be in a party where it's all based around one man. It's based around one single name. Say what you want about the Democrats. At least they're trying to bring up a vision of America that is multifaceted. It's not socialist. They're trying to put in the effort of making sure that any, anyone who doesn't want to live in, the, live in a world where it all goes back to one family name to rule the country, they, have a, they would have a place in America. They have a place in the Joe Biden America, the America I want to live in. Joshua, anything else? Uh, that is all. And that concludes this episode of Gen Zero Sock Politics. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And send us any and all questions regarding the news or politics, because your questions make the show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.